I am Brother Cornell West, and this is Hip Hop Can Save America. Peace and love, everybody. It's your man, Manny Faces. Just wanted to let you know that Hip Hop Can Save America is now available as a live stream show every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. You can find it at hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Excerpts from that show will be played here on the audio feed, so you'll still get the good interviews that you've been used to. But check out the live stream and check out my free Substack newsletter at mannyfaces.substack.com. That's filled with all kinds of stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and generally hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. For everything hip-hop can save America, hiphopcansaveamerica.com. For everything Manny Faces, mannyfaces.com. And if you find value in this work, you can support it. We'd love to have you aboard as a supporter at patreon.com slash mannyfaces. Now let's go. The thing about hip-hop uh, today is it's smart. It's insightful. The, the way that they can communicate uh, a complex message in a very short space is, is remarkable. And a lot of these kids, they're not going to be reading the New York Times. That's not how they're getting their information. So hip hop didn't invent anything, but hip hop reinvented everything. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Hip hop could save America, the podcast, live for the month of September, 1 p.m. Eastern. Wherever you're watching me, Facebook, possibly YouTube, possibly maybe Twitch All like two of you. I don't be on Twitch, so that's not really going to be our stomping ground. Uh, and only recently started really doing things on YouTube. That's a good place to number one, watch us live. Number two, check out all the past episodes. What we do here on this show is uh, talk about the intersection of hip hop in different areas of society including uh, the main ones that we cover, as you know or may not know if you're paying attention for the first time, education, science and technology, uh, the fine arts, uh, politics, social justice, activism, spirituality we got into uh, during this, this last uh, series um, for this month. Uh, so a bunch of different ways that hip-hop is improving humanity and uplifting society in ways that are surprising to some, but not surprising to others. That's what we talk about on this show now. This has been live for the month of September, and we'll continue until the end of the month at 1 p.m. Eastern, of course, available wherever you're watching me. You can go back and watch those episodes, uh, but you can also subscribe as a podcast. That way you not only get these episodes, if you happen to miss them, don't have time to sit and watch the video, uh, maybe when you're out on a run or you know doing something uh, healthy-like. Uh, you can bring us along as a podcast. Search for Hip Hop Can Save America wherever you find podcasts. We have a bunch of old episodes from before the September run. Uh, just as good to listen to today as when they first got published. Very evergreen stuff we talk about here. And then, of course, we're dropping bonus episodes that are only going to the podcast feed also during this month. And then throughout the month of October, once I collapse after having done this every day for a month. So I do encourage you to check out the podcast feed proper. Uh, we do have a wonderful newsletter. If you like these discussions, if you go back and you say, oh, I love these topics, hip hop and education, hip hop and social justice, hip hop being used in you know, fine arts and just improving humanity, uh, we actually curate and collect a bunch of articles from across the web. Uh, not any, I don't know anyone else that does this, so we kind of just find them and put them all together because they're from different sources. 
uh, very, very often not from hip hop media sources, uh, actually, which is another conversation. Uh, but we'll curate those, collect those, pop them in a newsletter, deliver them to your, your email inbox uh, for free. Uh, it's it's called the Hip Hop Advocate. It's just a cool newsletter. A lot of great stories about, again, hip hop being used, you know, to help youth and help older people and help people and throughout the world and all kinds of ways. Again, hip hop is uplifting uh, humanity or improving society. You can subscribe to that and find out anything about all of this uh, either at hiphopcasaveamerica.com or the Center for Hip Hop Advocacy, which is hiphopadvocacy.org. And lastly, uh, if you do feel like supporting this work, uh, there's a lot of technical mumbo jumbo and uh, subscriptions and assistance and paying for things, you know, it kind of comes out of pocket. Every little bit helps. Uh, Patreon.com slash Manny Faces to help with this and some of the other things that I do. Uh, you can find out more about me at MannyFaces.com. But enough about all of that. It's not important. It is important. Not as important as, as the guest. The guest is very important. And uh, this guest in particular. Uh, so as you can see on the screen, we are still kind of touching the area of intersection between hip-hop and education. Uh, particularly uh, as it relates to uh, the organization which you see there on the screen, the Hip Hop Association of Advancement and Education, which uh, is uh, helmed and operated uh, for the most part uh, by our wonderful guest, Dr. Tasha Iglesias. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Manny. <laughs> ah, it's a pleasure. It's uh, good to see your face. Right? It'd be no. better if it was in person. It but. would be better. It would be better. We haven't been in person in some time, but we'll get back soon, I'm sure. Uh, I hope all is well and you know, as, as can be under the circumstances with you and your family. Thank you. You too. Yeah, we're plugging along, you know, doing what we can. Distance Zoom learning. Life. Zoom life, distance learning, you know, the whole thing. Kindergarten is crazy. But it's good to have you here. We've known each other for a while. I've followed your work for quite some time. You've always been sort of a, a, an inspiration to me and someone that's out there, you know, talking the talk and walking the walk at the same time, being kind of one foot in, you know, hip hop ethos and one foot in academia, making sure that, you know, those lanes cross properly, <laughs> merge, you know, correctly. So just so that some people know who might not know who you are, uh, if you could just real quick, briefly, kind of how do you present yourself to the world professionally, you know, who you are, what you do. I know you wear a lot of hats. You've got a lot of things going on. You teach 19 or 37 classes, um, <laughs> uh, how, you know, but generally speaking, who the hell are you? Yeah, generally. Right? I'm still trying to figure that out. That's funny. <laughs> um, I actually had a, a professor when I was in a doctoral program said, what do you want to do after you graduate? And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean when I grow up? Is that, <laughs> that what you're asking? Yeah. Um, but I'm very fortunate. Um, I do wear many hats. I am teaching 10 courses. So I am an adjunct faculty member for the University of California, Riverside, where I teach education, hip hop and sport. I teach sociology courses at Fullerton College, online Southern New Hampshire University and at San Diego City College. Um, mm. I guest lecture all the time. Yeah. Um, I love doing that because I get to meet new faculty and meet new students um, across the world. I'm the president of the Hip Hop Association of Advancement and Education, chair Global Conference of Hip Hop Education, um, and multiple other fun things. I'm on a board for the uh, AERA Hip Hop um, Special Interest Group Basically, anything I can find to be a part of, um, I tried to give whatever I can give and yeah. be involved in that. What did, what were you very, again, touching mm -hmm. like, ten, tentacles all over the place in education? Uh, what did you come up studying? Like, what did you, what did you want to be before you knew what you wanted to be when you grew up? 
Um, I knew that I always wanted to be an educator. Uh, so when I was young, I wanted to go into special education. So I actually went to Cal State San Marcos to become a special education teacher, which I'm grateful for because you learn how to teach in such innovative ways for all kinds of learners and to make it interactive and accessible. So I think that helped with my foundation. Um, but as an undergrad, I majored in women's studies and liberal studies, minored in sociology. So I got two bachelor's degrees. But at the time, I was a union organizer for the faculty. Mm. And they asked me to get people to vote and get them engaged and go to rallies. And so I started bringing kind of my community on campus. So at the time, I was a promoter for underground hip hop um, groups and reggae groups. So I would bring artists on campus to register people to vote mm. and realize that people were more excited to be engaged when there was music um, right. and the artists talk about lyrics. And um, I ended up throwing the first jam at Cal State San Marcos uh, that included all elements, um, but it was women in hip hop. So that was kind of how I started. But then I became yeah. a union rep and negotiated for like 10 years. Mm, wow. So very early on, sort of the the mixture of, you know, hip hop, artistry, creatives, uh, education, activism, all swirled up into one. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, there was never really an opportunity for me to separate any of that, I guess. Um, or yeah. I just part of my being was that I always wanted it all involved. Um, so it I guess is all involved. Yeah. yeah. Right. At the time, I didn't know that. Right, right. right. But for me, it just made sense because it was my culture and it was what made me excited and happy. So I right. made sure to include it in my work because, you know, right. I had that's what, that's what, and that's what I think. And I'm, I'm often trying to what I often say here is I, I love the people who don't know anything about hip hop checking out this this show. Um, and understand, oh, hip hop and education. Though, what does that mean? Do we just teach, you know, you know, rhyming words? You know, cat with hat, and you know, da da da. Yeah, we do that. No, no, no. It's obviously way, way more than that. But and and again, that by that onion peels to layers. Oh, yeah, you know, that's a whole another. Ridiculous. That's a whole another podcast. Right, yeah. but well, it's it's multiple iterations of you know this one. Everyone has their own kind of rabbit hole of how you can use education, uh, hip hop in education. But at the same time, this was really great about it is that at the same time, it is social justice. When you're using hip hop pedagogy and we're using, you know, kind of these tools, culturally relevant, culturally responsive, all these things, it's not just educating to educate, but it's educating to, for equity. Right. So and they're I always think, connected. Yeah. And I think that, and, and part of it is it's the spirit. It's kind of the foundation of hip hop is that you go into the culture and engage in the culture to become a better version of yourself. Um, yeah. And, and I think that that's something that's, very tied to you know social justice and advocacy yeah along those paths in teaching how have you been able to obviously you're teaching courses that are actually like hip-hop courses so yes. there's two lines of thought with hip-hop and education is hip-hop as a tool for educating which we talk about a lot here but I, I if you could just talk about the classes you teach that are actually hip-hop courses that are about hip-hop what do you oh, yeah what do i do with that yeah. uh, so I'm very fortunate. So at the University of California, Riverside, I was invited to come teach and help create, um, co-create a course. It's called Education, Hip Hop and Sport. Right. It's cross-referenced um, between the education department and a new sports management degree at UC Riverside. So the students that I get want to be educators or they want to go into sports management. Um, in that well, class- When we talk about intersections, this is a great- right? <laughs> 
Right. And and at first it was very hard for me because of the title, education, hip hop and sport. Right. I don't say it overtly and explicitly in the beginning, but by the end, they're able to say I have a hard time with breaking being considered a sport when it's a cultural expression. Um, But I understand how it can be a sport. And I understand that hip hop impacted sports, um, NBA, college football, you know, you could go down the line. So you're able to see intersections in regards to the sports aspect of it, but in the education and leadership portion of how we actually teach and learn and mentor others in the hip hop culture, I'm able to teach that so then they can go forward, whether or not they're going to become a teacher or a manager um, are able to utilize what they learn in the values and the norms within the culture and be able to apply that in their professional lives and personal mm. lives. The life so, skills that it, uh, right. You know, hmm. yeah. So that's, that's my, my baby. I call my baby, my, my special course, but this semester will be teaching it online. So I'm, I'm having to wrestle of what hip hop pedagogy looks like in an online environment hmm. uh, because it, it is so in person and it is, um, so full of activity and movement. Um, So I'm going to wrestle with that and do my best this term. I wonder, and I wonder if uh, I had, uh, I think, you know, Dr. Nate Novato on uh, same topic came up. Like, how do you going online teaching Mm -hmm. is difficult enough, Mm -hmm. but you know, if you're a lecturer, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's not too much. I, mean, I don't, I went to college for 26 minutes. So don't, no, don't take this wrong. But you know, what's the difference? You know, you hear him talk, you hear him talk in person, whatever. Hip hop, you know, or, or classes that have that kind of, they, they, they're fueled on the cipher. They're fueled on the, right. the back and forth, the meet, the, you know, the meet students where they are. So it's difficult. I get that. But also when you come at it from a hip hop angle, the, the hip hop way of doing things is never the only way of doing things. Like we figure it out, we smack it, flip it, rub it down and you know what I mean? Like find out a, a way around it. I think that maybe gives an advantage at some point to try to adapt. Do you think so? Absolutely. The creativity um, of it all. And I was just, I was just on a, um, I don't know what it would be called, but like a Zoom, I did a panel session and on Saturday morning at 5.30 in the morning, cause it was nine o'clock in the Philippines. Mm. Um, but I had 50 people from the Philippines be able to attend this Zoom panel and be able to ask questions that they can use in their country. And so when I think about what online learning does for access um, for people to be able like uh, I have groups in Cuba that now are able to access the Internet and, and for the first time actually hold Zoom conferences. And um, that part of it is very amazing to be able to connect with people and the culture in different countries that typically you can't really reach in person. So there's ways to do it. We're going to do it. Um, And we're just figuring it out because normal online teaching looks very different um, than in person, but also the research behind it is kind of limited um, in regards to culturally sustaining and engaging pedagogy. So yeah. Um, We'll, we'll make it happen and probably document it because we need to. Well, there's, that's, that's important too, to find mm-hmm. out what works and what doesn't. It helps because you're all kind of doing work, uh, you meaning like sort of hip hop based educators, you know, this, this movement, this, you know, this, this practice uh, are doing things that, you know, are still kind of, 
I don't say cutting edge. It's been going on for years and years and years. But it's also good to document and make sure that the next – because what I often find is that people who want to dip their toes into this need to rely on on the documentation of others who have done it before them. So that's who – Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I was going to say, you talk, what, what helps with what I know you to do and what others, I think, to do – when we do this successfully or authentically or whatever you want to call it is the multi-element aspect bringing in different aspects of the elements again something harder to do when you're remote and such but talk about that for a second the importance of and how you may you know maybe some quick anecdotes or whatever but mostly the importance of making sure that when hip-hop is represented in academic circles that hip-hop doesn't just mean rap and certainly doesn't just mean rap on the radio how right. important is all the elemental uh, aspects to the to the to the cause and to the mission? Oh, incredibly! So I think a lot of the research and a lot of what people say that when they say they're using hip hop pedagogy, I think they're using rap pedagogy. Rap, rap pedagogy is just the the analysis of lyrics, lyrical creation. You could talk about music production, um, and and whenever I read different articles, chapters, books. Uh, I feel like mostly what they're talking about is rap music. Yeah. It's also one of the barriers that we face when we try to talk to academia about hip hop, because that's the first thing they think about. Right. Um, so it's, it's very unusual for me to find um, content that is representing a culture that I engage in. So breaking, you know, graffiti and, and, Expanding that out, um, Nate Novato does that. Uh, me and him use the same conceptual framework, which Terriasso's cultural wealth model. Mm. So we really look at not only teaching the history of hip hop or you know lyrical analysis and creation, but um, just the the idea of how the different elements can be used to apply. So even with um, let's say DJ or not DJs, graph artists. Um, how you could use that in a math course or to teach math, um, looking at, you know, the spatial um, characteristics of a place where you're going to paint, how much paint volume, you know, so you DJs um, talking about how you uh, contact a venue a organizer or promoter and negotiate. So negotiating skills. So there's all these things that happen in hip hop behind the scenes, behind the art um, that, that involve planning and knowledge and wisdom that's right. passed down um, the style of teaching, the idea of ciphers. So I think that at this point, we're seeing a lot of um, academics and, and they're kind of all, it seems like around my age um, because we were able to engage in the culture as young adults, um, teenagers, and continued to engage in the culture and then entered academia. So mm-hmm. Uh, I think that makes a difference a little bit of rather than coming into academia and then coming and dipping into right. the culture. Right. Indeed. Indeed. Um, that, and that's that's important. I think uh, we've, we've talked about it offline. I've heard you talk about it a lot. Again, having practitioners or, or people that are of the culture be at, you know, be at all the tables. <laughs> because, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, now that you teach at 738 different places, uh, right. do you, do you oh. find... <laughs> Do you find that um, obviously you're sort of you're well, you're working, so people are pulling you in. But from a kind of overall holistic view of, of academia as a whole, I know it differs and you have to go to different places and such. But over the years that you've been doing this, you know, how, how has the attitude changed towards uh, hip hop? You know, whether it's rap pedagogy. By the way, I say the same thing about people who call themselves hip hop journalists. 
Ah, they, yes. No. But that's um, the podcast. I can say it, but yeah, yeah it's not <laughs> the culture to isolate your what you're saying about the entire culture just to one element, and even that element is being controlled by another entity. Right. So you're not you're excluding, anyways. Yes, right. Well, you trust. It's important, right? Yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. So yes, but so how do you see that being uh, handled holistically throughout the industry, uh, throughout the academic you know industry, as it were? Are you getting less pushback? Are you finding more opportunities? Are you surprised? Are you discouraged generally yeah, I'm so, ooh, yeah. ooh, all these emotions <laughs> um so i i'm actually i had to hire someone to start scheduling me so i've been getting i think meeting with one or two people at least a day um in different countries different institutions being asked to consult review curriculum i think a lot of different countries are looking at developing hip-hop majors mm. um so that is fascinating to me. I know the Department of Education is now taking an interest in offering hip hop as a continuing education or career technical program. Right. Um, I've been approached by uh, districts to think about how hip hop can be used to um, meet ethnic studies requirements. Um, and then in college in, in, in the United States, uh, more courses being offered uh, right. and again, seeing it being offered cross discipline, uh, which is also important right. because I don't think hip hop should be isolated in African studies or um, ethnic studies. I think it has a place because it's one of the most listened to genres across the world. And now we're seeing people participate and then breaking coming uh, well in the youth Olympics and, and, most likely going to the world, um, you know, the main Olympics in 2024. So yeah. you're seeing uh, a wider acceptance, um, more knowledge. There's more documentary. That's a whole nother story too, with documentaries and historical accuracy, but um, you're seeing more knowledge and, and more, um, I guess, openness, but it's still, when you're talking to people without it, the first thing they default to is bad rap lyrics they've right. seen in popular media so right that very cursory uh, uh very tunnel vision view of of what we're all about uh well uh, i want to talk about the next iteration of what you're doing that isn't in the classroom uh if anyone's just tuning in checking us out i'm here with dr tasha iglesias uh good friend and a, and a big advocate for hip-hop and education and hip-hop just at, you know advocacy you know doing all the right things shouts to natalie crew on a check-in uh, oh, yeah yeah Shouts to uh, Eddie Obando, everyone else checking in. Please say hi and communicate with us. I will shout you out. Isn't it great to hear your name on the radio? Uh, this is Hip Hop Can Save America, the live version, Mondays through Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, wherever you're watching me, and also available as a podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, hiphopcansaveamerica.com for all the info and shouts to Funkadelic Studios sponsoring this aspect of the show. Uh, New York City's very finest midtown rehearsal and recording space back open and safe and Oops. disinfected and UV raised <laughs> to kill all the COVIDs. Uh, and so musicians in New York City now have a place to go back and, you know, get all that yeah. angst out. So shouts to them. So speaking about uh, New York, I think we're do oh, is this supposed to be happening in New York, this whole conference thing. Yes. Uh, so let's yes, talk. I guess we can talk about that now. Yeah. Well, let, yeah. Let's talk. Well, let's talk about the organization uh, again. And I'm putting it on the screen here for those watching and I'm on the wrong screen for those watching. Look, there's a lot of things going on here. People watching, you know, I'm hey, I, your, your ability to manage all of this is highly. <laughs> I must say the hip hop association of advancement and education. 
you founded, co-founded, you co-founder, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, tell us about this organization, uh, this no, uh, this nonprofit, uh, the, uh, what it, why it exists, what <laughs> it's uh, here to do, and then we'll get into the grand uh, housewarming, uh, the conference, so to speak. Okay, sounds great. Um, so. Gosh, when I when I first went into graduate school, I knew that I wanted to start a nonprofit. I just didn't really know what that looked like. So a lot of my work in the beginning started with foster youth out here in Orange County recently and in, in, um, released in cars, previously incarcerated foster youth mm-hmm. and helping them get into college. And I realized that, um, you know, offering a space that was comfortable for them was a lot better. So we did hip hop events and we were able to have conversations about college that way. It was a lot more receptive for them uh, rather than doing a workshop with a PowerPoint. Um, (laughs) So that, that got my, my, you know, wheels turning, I guess. Um, But one of the things that they, that you have to look into when you start a nonprofit is they're like, is someone else doing the work? And I started realizing after doing research, I was working with um, volunteering with Generation Hip Hop and the Universal Mm. Hip Hop Museum. I realized there are people around the world that were doing this work. They just needed the support and they needed the network um, because there were just all these talented people. I wish I knew more of when I was in a doctoral program. I felt very alone. Mm. I didn't want people to feel alone in this work. And I wanted them to know that support existed um, out there. So we created this organization, um, Monk, who's out, uh, he's with all of the above. He's on the board. He's out in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He's a DJ graph artist. He's an advocate, works with youth. Uh, Dr. Michael Dando is at St. Cloud University. Yes, um, yes. Really looks at popular culture. It, his work is like super fun. Um yeah, we're long overdue to talk. I think everything's fun, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, Dando Sikajipo out in Florida um, is our director. He works with a lot of our international um, organizations. Cindy Macias, out in, um, she's over by me in L.A., uh, former student. Um, and uh, we have our treasurer, who's actually my father. Um, he's the most strict treasure ever um <laughs> what you need right that's down to the need. penny that's right uh, but we did we, we wanted to create a space where we supported artists educators organizations that were using hip-hop to empower their communities so we've looked at different opportunities whether it's in health um foster youth i mean you name it uh where is hip-hop have potential to empower vulnerable underrepresented populations we want to go there and support them so yeah building cultural centers, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Very important work. Uh, uh, you know, I, I have my own nonprofit. I know how hard that can be. It's still very nascent. Uh, it, it's, it's where this podcast is housed, the center for hip hop advocacy, uh, which has some, you know, similar DNA, but I think uh, different missions overall, um, very complimentary though. And I think that's what this is all about is, and what we've, why I think we've always gotten along is always just like, Hey, what are you doing that I can signal best? Right. What, what can I add to the, to the mix? Even though it's not my organization, it's not my thing. I, I don't work at your college. You don't work for my podcast, but how can we amplify? And that's very communal and community building. And that's what hip hop is, is great for. Absolutely. Um, I think that what, what organizations like yours and, and in part, know mine and the work i do and others that we know and love is that the strength of hip-hop is is based in community but the power of hip-hop it can come from constituency and that's i think what's still missing a missing link from uh the hip-hop nation you know so to speak Um, but i think that part of that is because of what you said people feel alone there's a lot of different factions people working in small 
bubbles or in small regions and there's no network, there's no connection, uh, there's very little philanthropic support. Well, it's fascinating because um, in several other countries, you see government support, you see United Nations support, but I don't think we're really having the conversation together on you know, what exists that or what organizations are are willing to support us and how did you approach that, you know, so that that kind of social capital um, we need to expand. So that's really the focus of my organization is to really kind of go in there and help people that are using hip hop succeed because, you know, I'll succeed if you succeed, really. Um, and it takes all of us on all fronts um, yeah. to do this work. So yeah, and the other thing that we're doing, obviously, is the Global Conference on Hip Hop Education. Yes. So let's talk about that. Yeah. That's yeah. been in the works for some time. Uh, obviously, again, education focused, even though, as we talked about in the beginning, all these things kind of spill into each other. Uh, all the advocacy work, all the social justice work, education, counseling, all these things kind of. The Global Conference on Hip Hop Education, uh, tentatively, I guess, or still kind of figuring out how, how it's going to happen, was going to happen in February uh, in New York City. Uh, what was the idea for the conference? What was some of the uh, what are some of the tracks or you know focus areas that this conference is one way or the other? I would imagine still going to happen. Yeah, um, it's still going to happen, and I will I will uh, make a the first announcement on that um, on this show. But going back, I always when I went to conferences and it kind of goes back to an earlier thing you brought up of, of not really seeing hip hop represented in academia. So I would go to these conference and they would be talking about hip hop, but I, I didn't recognize the culture they were talking about. Right. Not always people's faults. um, Especially if, you know, your tenure track professor, you can't, I don't know. I just think it's important to be at a jam at a graph yard DJ battles, MC battles, different, you know, it's just, it's just really important. It's my family. It's what I love. Right. Um, so to see people talk about it that have never seen engage in it, there's a disconnect. Yeah. So also thinking I'm surrounded, it's like an echo chamber. Um, and I'm not seeing the people that started the culture or are part of the culture in these rooms, having these conversations. We're talking about them as if they're just kind of. Right. They exist. So I wanted to create a talk about them as if they're dead and they're not like a lot of them are. They're here. They're like, Oh, you know, and then when I tell them, I said, Oh, have you tried talking to so-and-so? Right. um, Never reached out, never tried. Um, But I wanted to create a space where it didn't matter what your educational background was um, that you could come and participate and enjoy this conference, because I found that I've learned more from sometimes the practitioners, the people that are doing the advocacy work in the culture that may not have a degree, but have spent decades doing this work and Hello. changing more lives than an article, right? Hello. So I, I, but there's also <laughs> the importance of academia, because if you want to go for funding, if you want to go approach these organizations, they're going to be like, what's your data? Prove right. it. Right. So we have to work together. Um and we have to make sure our voices are, are speaking the same language, too. Um, so I created this conference, and I went to ASA College, and I sat down with them, and I was like, there, there's Christian, and um, I, I'm like, I'm forgetting their names right now. It's horrible. 
But uh, the two um, faculty over at um, ASA College sat down and I, I told them about this conference course. I'm super passionate. I'm like, it's going to be the best thing ever. <laughs> and they were like, okay, you can use our entire institution um, for free. And uh, I just sat there in, in disbelief. Um, nice. And then COVID hit. Right. So <laughs> uh, I didn't want to do an online thing because I was worried about hip hop pedagogy online. Um, and right. then realized that with sometimes obstacles are presented for a reason. Um, and I, I was sitting down with my partner and he's like, well, what happened if you did online, but now you can, um, you know, have live ciphers from around the world. Now more people can come. And I was like, yeah. Oh, psh. so <laughs> right. Um, I it is a global, like, it's supposed to be a global conference. Right. And I'm like, Oh, geez. Duh. Right. So, um, <laughs> So now for this year, we will be going online. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, one's, no, no one's heard about this yet, but we will be going online. Manny's going to help us um, be kind of our, our host of the conference. Um, and then next year, we'll come back to ASA College, hopefully in person. But we are yeah. expecting a second wave. Um, Europe is being hit right now. Most right. institutions are now announcing that they'll go back online in the spring. So Right. I want to be able to hug people. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> you hugger. Know, it's the worst. I'm a hugger. It's the worst Sometimes, for us huggers. Yeah, so, um, you know, I don't want to have to create an environment where you can't have the cipher because you got to stay six feet away and we can't have, you know, these events. So I am stretching my boundaries, getting ready for an online platform. So it looks like it'll be New York the next two years coming to the West Coast. Um, so we can explore some West Coast history, probably with Nate um, up at, uh, I think it's Skyline. Um, and then, and, and I think it's Oakland. Um, and then come into possibly London in 2024. So we hit when the Olympics come and hopefully breaking is in the Olympics. Yeah. That'd be, a, that'd be a, a great reason to go if there's never, you know, there's always a reason. Yeah. To- you right? need a reason to go to London. I mean, uh, but that'd be nice. It would be great. All about intersections. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. Look, look. as we said earlier, you know, because we don't take the road most traveled in hip hop, it's fine. Like, we'll flip it and make it uh, something spectacular regardless. That's where we have a leg up on, on a lot of folks that are trying to figure this out. They get frantic in it because it doesn't fall into the, the framework of how a conference planning should go. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. No. Yeah. And that's, it's the spirit of it, right. Of, yep. of kind of creating with limited resources. But in this case, we have quite a few resources. Um, luckily uh, we have a whole institution backing us and, um, yeah. you know, a 39 proposal or 39 presentations Yes, uh, and, uh, and I've 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 seen a couple. Yes, yes. Um, anywhere good, from good stuff. B boy workshops, which I think is going to be fun. Right, I've never been to a conference. We have a b boy work, workshop um, to punk rock panel. Um, so looking at the intersections of sure. punk rock and hip hop, I mean, it's I I just I open it up. There. We have many different tracks just to allow that creative. Um, space just yeah. to see all the different ways that hip hop is being used across the world. So it'll be amazing. Yeah, I'm just going to read it. Uh, you know, again, subject to change, but I think some of this is pretty set. Uh, track information from the yes. uh, website. We shared the link uh, literacy and language development through hip hop, uh, hip hop cultural appreciation, pedagogy, and praxis. So again, the, the 
in practice use of this stuff, not just theoretical, how it's being done, how it's being used, uh, empowering marginalized communities, obviously one of the, the uh, great strengths of hip hop to be able to do, uh, entrepreneurship and leadership in hip hop, musicality in hip hop. I love, I talked to Dr. Jared Shield on this show. I talked to a lot of people that uh, I was looking at something that Ethan Hine did where, you know, hip hop music gets treated as music. And that's a beautiful thing. I love when that happens. Uh, we need more of that. And then that track, you talked about hip hop education and sport, which is just another great, you know, again, to us, not so strange, but to some people, surprising way that, you know, these these areas can uh, mesh well and improve, again, improve humanity, improve the lives and career paths of young people uh, and do all the good things. So really fascinating uh, wealth of information to be uh, showcased. Absolutely. And that was picked by kind of our stakeholders, people in our group, um, these different tracks. And I, I wanted to make sure it was representative of the people that originally were part of this creation of this organization. So um, it's been amazing just to see what can result when you include people from the culture um, to create these things. And it's not a lot of hard work if you do that, right? That's what's true. It's we're all doing what we love and it's one of those things. So it's not like you have to rope somebody in and say, look, we're doing this hip hop thing. And you're like, well, you know, I teach this other thing, but I guess I'll, you know, no, it's what we do. This is our thing. Well, that's why uh, I love you and I love your work. Uh, I love you too. <laughs> thank you. And, uh, you know, it's because of that. It's because of always re- like giving myself, like I said, I went to school for 26, I went to college for 26 minutes. Why should I be involved in something like this? Because, you know, we recognize the contributions, not a shared knowledge, experiential mm-hmm. knowledge of everyone uh, out there. Uh, that being said, this is the smartest hip hop podcast in the world. And that is in no small part to folks like you uh, taking the time to share your ridiculous amount of, of in, uh, information, knowledge, perspective, and experience. So I thank you for that. Uh, thank and, I you. Th- and I thank you for doing all this work. Hey, so we've know. put the links up in the Hip Hop Association of, Adv- of Advancement and Education. Uh, the links are there. Please have people get involved. You can register for the conference now. Uh, you can sign up, obviously, you know, or contact the organization to get either involved or just, you know, make sure you get more information, reach out and sp- speak with you. If you know, anyone can yes. contribute ideas or suggestions or, uh, you know, just praise. We all love praise. You can affirm us. It's fine. Uh, and is there anything else that you got lined up coming up that people who are have just sat here and listened to us for a little bit would be interested in knowing about? Oh, I don't, God. That- we have a lot. Yeah. We are right now what we're looking at um, and we'll be announcing the details soon is a hip hop scavenger hunt. This will be for either young adults, teenagers, whoever wants to be involved with it. Um, We're going to do it over uh, the winter break. So people have something to do, but it'll involve workshops, but also trying to go out in your community and find um, items or images or engage in the culture and then report back. Uh, so we'll open it up around the world so people can see. Um, and then, you know, you get a medallion at the end. We want to do a video <laughs> and that'll be in the, the conference. So we really want to use that way, the online platform of yeah. being able to get people to engage in the culture and um, see how it looks in different regions across the world. Um, so that's one of the things we're working on. The other that's thing fun. I cannot announce yet, um, but we got a lot of things coming up, so make sure to follow us. Um, there's some some. I wish I could announce everything, but you know how it is. You have hey. to wait until you have informed all parties and have your dotted your eyes and crossed your T's. It's, it's it's just an it's just an excuse to have you back. It's no problem. I'm excited. We'll come yeah, back in time and tell people about yeah. it. 
All right, very so cool. when you're ready. We'll follow the organization. We'll follow yourself. Where can people find you uh, online, you know, that you prefer that they uh, keep an eye on, on you? Do you do, do you do the onlines? Do you do the socials? Yeah, apparently um, I'm on Facebook, but all the young people are on Instagram. So we have <laughs> some social media interns that are going to help me stay up to date. Um, yeah. But we have our website, hhaae.org. Um, it's relatively new, so we're still building it. Uh, so if you're a web person, let me know. I need help. Um, but we're, yeah, Facebook, um, we're using a lot. That's what I'm most comfortable with. But we, we will be expanding that, that social media presence out. Um, Very cool. I yeah. encourage I encourage people to pay attention. Uh, the Facebook presence, uh, there's a Facebook group. Uh, that's public, right? That Facebook group? Yeah, anyone can add it. Yeah, which is great because, again, you're, you and, and others who are in that group, it's become sort of uh, a repository for information. We find something cool going on oh, in yeah. the pop-related world. Someone drops it in there. I find a lot. I share a lot of stuff from there. And, again, that's the whole thing. I find stuff there. I share it over here. You take stuff from me. It's fine. It's great. Yes. We're all – because we want the stuff to get out there. Uh, the organization is great for that. The conference is going to be great for that. And you are great for that. Thank you again for your time. Uh, Thank for, you for finding time to go live. We went live. How crazy is this? I know. Are you going on vacation in October? Is there some kind of reward for what you're putting? Because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Hawaii in December. So I'm, it's well, my- I'm not doing Hawaii, but the second this show is over, I'm going away for that first weekend and just decompressing. Okay, good. Yeah, so it'll be the first weekend in October. I'm going to take it. I also moved in at the beginning of August. I I'm a glutton for. Like, I don't think pandemic life is complicated enough. So no. why don't I move and then I'll do yeah. a show every day. And- okay. I'm, I'm a madman. Uh, but- yeah, that's why my grays are coming in. But hey, <laughs> all- it's fun. We enjoy it. But we, it- we do, but we need a break. And self-care, obviously, yeah. uh, you know, we know is important and we hear about it all the time. But yeah, a little break after this and I'm going to regroup and see. This thing went really well. and We had a lot of great conversations. And uh, I do encourage anyone who's listening who just caught a piece of this, run it back get the whole thing and then go back through and you could binge, you know, the whole month's worth of stuff. If if you liked this at all, you'll love everything we're doing here. And once again, thank you, Tasha, for coming through. I, I, I miss, miss you. I miss uh, you too, man. We'll see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully yeah. soon. Well, yeah. Hopefully. So, so we'll never or I'll just come out there and talk to you six feet away. We could do that too. So all right. anytime you're around. All right. We will catch up soon offline and tackle right. that other uh, endeavor. The and, beast. Uh, That's going to be a beast. Yeah, all I'll right. Talk, I'll but talk to you in the next day or two. Feel free to That's hang good. out in the background or just, you know, cut out and enjoy your day. Thank you once again. All right. All right be safe. Be well. You too. Dr. Tasha Iglesias from the Hip Hop Association of Advancement and Education and I think 76 different uh, colleges. Uh, so thank uh, thank you, Tasha, for your time. And thank you all for checking out another edition of Hip Hop Can Save America, the live version. Y'all might be hearing they decided to, of course, do some kind of construction-y things right now of all time of the day. So if you hear anything in the background, I apologize. Uh, meantime, in between time, I'll be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern. Wherever you're watching me here, you can find the old episodes. So if you go if you're on Facebook, you'll just, you know, look for videos. They're all there. Uh, YouTube channel's there, too. So if you prefer YouTube, we're there. Uh, and, of course, as a podcast, super important that if you like this discussion, if you like anything that we've been talking about this entire month, Super important to get those uh, podcast subscriptions. It's free, obviously. Even if you don't really listen to podcasts, it's really not your thing. Just go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you might have an app that does it. Look for Hip Hop Can Save America and um, and subscribe there. So please 
as a, as a podcast, that's very helpful because we're going to be putting out stuff that isn't in the video. Uh, again, after this month, taking a little break, might come back and do these again. The podcast feed is going to remain active. And I don't want people who've been watching the, the videos and like, oh, my God, this is great. Oh, he's so handsome. And then you get a chance and then you, you think I just stopped doing it. We're still going to be doing the podcast feed. So please do check that out. And once again, yes, every if you want to buy a cup of coffee, preferably once a month. Hey man, patreon.com slash Manny Faces. It does help uh, support the costs of this, uh, this situation. I'd love to be able to do it more. I want to, I'm trying to expand it. We're trying to move it to a bigger platform. Uh, but as folks who have donated to uh, the cause before, uh, no, and I said everything that gets sent, blessed us with, uh, gets used for these new things. And then I came out with new things. So I keep my promises. Uh, patreon.com slash Manny Faces. Once again, thanks to Funkadelic Studios, uh, sponsor and friend, New York City's, uh, finest in recording and rehearsal space, opened and safe, uh, and, and know how to disinfect and keep everyone, uh, under capacity and apart and everything. So Funkadelic Studios, I know mu- musicians have been itching and aching to get back out there, uh, to at least rehearse and record. You can do that at Funkadelic Studios. And the world-renowned, multi-award-winning podcast, Newsbeat, uh, which merges social justice journalism and hip-hop, very often with original lyrics by independent artists uh, that tell a story and bring issues to light in a compelling, creative way that no other podcast and no other news organization can do. Newsbeat is the 2018 and 2019 Journalism Podcast of the Year the Society of Professional Journalists uh, PCLI Awards was also the 2018 New York Press Club Podcast of the Year. So a journalism podcast that talks about social justice and got a bunch of rappers in it was the best journalism podcast of the year at the New York Press Club, which also has entries from, I don't know, like the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg. And so, yeah. So again, on the podcast tip, do check out Newsbeat. Uh, I'll put it in the chat, usnewsbeat.com, and uh, you can subscribe. Again, wherever you find podcasts, look for Newsbeat. Two words, Newsbeat, a social justice podcast. It's super dope because it's got uh, kind of hip-hop uh, DNA and hip-hop roots and a hip-hop feel, And uh, but we t- tackle a lot of issues. We just released an episode today or yesterday, uh, which is a bonus sort of update on the disenfranchisement of of felony voters in Florida, a whole, a whole f- voter suppression thing that's been going on in Florida for a long time. In 2018, there was a vote that let f- uh, felons in Florida regain their voting rights. Florida is one of the few states that uh, after you become a felon, after you, you know, serve your time free and clear, you're able to, you're not able to vote ever. Again, for your whole life, uh, there's a couple states that do it. Most states don't. And once you have a, you know, with a felony conviction. So legislature wasn't fixing it. Government wasn't fixing it. The people kind of petitioned, got it on the, on the ballot as a referendum. Uh, I forget the exact word. Uh, but basically the majority of the state voted that once you're done and once you're free and clear as a felon, you can vote in Florida. Great. F- Florida's a, a swing state in every election. Bush versus Gore. It's been a whole thing. So they say, great, that's cool, that's fair. I think that's fair. You pay your debt to society, you're able to vote again, that's cool. And then, of course, the Republicans said, nah, here's though the rub. Uh, you have to pay off any fines that you owe. And a lot of people who go through the court process in Florida pay uh, fines, court fines, fee, you know, fees. You know, you get a parking ticket, it's $45, but then you have to pay a $25 surcharge. And you're like, what, that's $45, what? And you just pay it and you get it. But of course, people who go to jail, and serve years in jail, I think the first concern of theirs isn't like, let me pay that $800 I owe the court. You know what I mean? So you get out of jail, you're free and clear, 
you may still owe some court fees. But you can't vote, so whatever. Now they say you can vote. Then they say, but no, no, you got to pay back your fees. So what do people say? Fine. What do I owe? And then Florida says, eh, we're not going to tell you. So, but how do I know what I got to pay so that I can go vote? Eh, you don't. You don't know. And there's no obligation for the dis- So all these felons, ex-felons, free and clear, pay their debt to society, free members of society, no restrictions. By vote, the majority of Florida said, yuck vote. And then Republicans said, no, you can't. And so there's a whole thing now uh, with that. So that's voter suppression. It's, it's not just as simple as polling places closing in minority communities, which happens also. Anyway, I say all that to say this, a little tangent, but the Newsbeat podcast, which I'm a part of and was on this show. So go back a few episodes and find out how we're talking about social justice through a hip hop lens. Uh, we've been on this because we reported on this in 2018 and we've had updates on the podcast, uh, on the Newsbeat podcast, uh, with all the changes, with ups and downs. So social justice, if that's your thing and why shouldn't it be, uh, and you want to get it in a compelling kind of non-cable newsy way and something that actually comes from the soul. We have producers, we have artists that are independent, you know, rappers that spit lyrics based on the topic that we're covering so we get a deeper understanding of it through hip-hop so shouts to silent night shouts to liquid shouts to rebel diaz rabbi dark side osiris anthem Indicana, uh cruise control napoleon a legend all the artists that we've had as part of this partnership so the newsbeat podcast it's just uh one of our sponsors but it's really a partner and it's an organization that i'm the producer i'm the host i'm the editor and i'm the music liaison of that so if you like this trust me you'll like that cool cool thank you for rocking with me i really do appreciate your eyes and ears uh if you have anything to tell me you can reach me reach out hit me on whatever your channel you find me just hit me i'm always down to talk you can email me you can dm me whatever it is uh suggestions uh we have a we have more guests coming up uh but if you know someone that you know you think should be a guest you go to hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash guest and you can recommend a guest even if it's yourself uh and then we're going to keep this going live on these videos uh until the end of the month and then uh, keep it going on the podcast feed. So once again, Hip Hop Can Save America, the podcast, wherever you find podcasts. My name is Manny Faces. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you again to Dr. Tasha Iglesias, uh, an inspiration, a valuable member of society, doing all the good things in the name of hip hop. So that's it. I'll be back tomorrow, y'all. Peace and love. Thanks for watching me. Be safe, y'all. Once again, thanks for listening to another episode of Hip Hop Can Save America, a.k.a. the world's most important hip hop podcast. My name is Manny Faces. You can find out more about the show at hiphopcansaveamerica.com. You can watch the show now as a live stream on YouTube, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Check back for all the replays as well. The interviews from the live stream will be brought here onto the audio feed, so you always get the best of the live stream. You can also check out our Substack newsletter. It's free at mannyfaces.substack.com. Filled with stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and in general, hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. <laughs> Eternal shouts to our consulting producer, Summer McCoy. Be sure to check out her dope initiatives, Hip Hop Hacks, and the Mixtape Museum. We'll be back soon with another dope episode, but check us out on the live stream as well. Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Until next time, it's Many Faces wishing peace and love to you and yours. 